0: To Forever Canon, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about cutting away from my favorite part of the story exactly when I don't want to, and trying to do a podcast with a 75-pound puppy. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we are struggling to get the opening out, but here we are ready to talk <laughs> about chapters 17 through 20, a fate of the Jedi. Book nine, Apocalypse. Why am I talking so fast? Because we've already tried this twice. <laughs> I'm Justin. I'm Tiff. And we already did that part. I think we did. <laughs> ah, we're going to talk about chapters 17 through 20, where the action picks up, the expectations pick up, and then we just hit pump the brakes real hard until the end of our last chapter today. Mm-hmm. But first, bum, bum, bum. previously on Forever Canon, Dorvin dumps a clip into Abeloth's dome. Good guys turn bad guys into good goo geysers. (laughs) Reynard Thul finds the end of time in Killick's Celestial Palace. Ben is missing. Vistara is running. And Abeloth hath become computer. But that was last week. Where, man, did we ever end in a real mess last week, eh? Just all of a sudden, you know, the Horn Kids and Ben and Vistara, not Ben and Vistara, the Horn Kids and Ben and Jaina were just having a whack time, kicking ass, Beating, beating Sith and turning him into smush. And then all of a sudden, Valen's out cold. Ben's missing. Vistar has been seen running for her life. And we pick up into the madness. Chapter 17, psych, Mm -hmm. just like we always do cut away from the best stuff at the best time. I mean, the worst time because chapter 17 starts off of the action that we just ended on. We start in a brand new place, cutting back to Han and Leia arriving at Coruscant with 30 ish Jedi Knights in the Millennium Falcon, and not Amelia. They finally left her behind. Mm-hmm. Someone else is going to have to endanger this child's life, okay? They're, they're finally lazy, uncomfortable with Lazy it. parents.
1: <laughs> they're finally uncomfortable bringing a child into danger yeah, zone.
0: you know. And so Han put his foot down and he said, Nope, you're not coming. They left it on a sour note with the kid. Mm-hmm. So Leia says to herself, or to Han, I mean, How will she feel if we don't come back? Just, you know... To set the stage entering into the back half of the book here, who's going to die? Yeah. Nobody important has died yet. Uh, Yeah. No. No. Not compared to the last series and the previous series is nobody's really of any importance has kicked it yet.
1: Yeah, we're uh, (laughs) coming into the end. So Han and
0: Leia arrive on Coruscant to the middle of the war and she goes, what will Amelia think if we die though and we left on bad terms? You know, yeah. who's going to die, Tim?
1: The last words I said, uh, that whole thing.
0: We just really had to highlight the possibility there. Don't forget, they can die. They're old now. (laughs) You know, (laughs) even Han and Leia don't think they're invincible anymore. Either way, Amelia will actually be here for their deaths, should it occur, because she has stowed away on the Millennium Falcon, right? First they noticed. Uh Angie's wandering around, her nexu her pet, her Yeah thing full of abaloth teeth. Essentially, mm-hmm. right? Like that's I kind of picture them having similar mouths and smiles. Dog's doing a goofy thing right now. But like first they notice the cat and then they're like, ah, they get a call from Terenzel, and they're like, ah, the commander was wondering if you happen to find our missing person of interest, blah blah and Leia's like, ha ha, funny that she called Amelia Commander. She's like, yeah, we found her all furry and four-legged. And, you know, the other end of the phone goes, huh?
1: Because yeah,
0: they're not looking for the cat, are they, Tim? <laughs> no, they can't find the girl. The child is gone missing. Yeah, they're like, bring her back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring her back. They're like, what? You don't need the cat that bad. You know, they're having this uh, <laughs> this imbalance of information in their yeah. conversation. A little comedy relief for a second. But, yeah, no, stowaway princess found her way into the middle of the war between Jedi and Sith,
1: <laughs> and Han just over the PA goes, "Get your ass up here! <laughs> we know you're here. Yeah. Get up here! <laughs> yeah, to flush
0: her out of her hiding spot. And you know, this—if she's on board, the safest place is up in the cockpit with Grandma and Grandpa for sure, right? Yeah. But oh, that—that little—it was a fun little scene. That misunderstanding. I like Terrence Zell, and I like Zach, and I like them together. But I don't like writing their names. Because I either write Terran Zek or I write mm. Zell with two L's or I write Zek with one K. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's a mess in there. Man, yeah. Once I yeah. got that thing going. Anyways, meanwhile, as is coming up to the front of the cockpit, they've been flying for their lives. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of uh, some sort of Galactic Alliance tax. Task force following them in on their approach vector to Coruscant, so they're like gunning it and they're going so hard they're setting off alarms. There's flames on the on the windshield, I guess. Yeah, and they're flying between skyscrapers at high speed with shields off through a tunnel to the Undercity and a secret entrance to the Jedi Temple in the Undercity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how? Why did they get back to the Undercity so fast? Remember at the end of the last book, they opened the door. Here we are. In the undercity from a secret exit in a secret tunnel, mm-hmm. it seems like we spent half the book now bringing them back to that place where we had them at the end of the last book. Because who wasn't with them when they ended the last book and they opened up in the Coruscant undercity? Amelia wasn't with them, no, Lana wasn't with them. Yeah, she needs to be here for the plot because she's a big part of the bearables in the basement secret and she's had a vision, yeah, and so. The disconnect in between these two books is that this is me postulating, right? Mm-hmm. Author three tells author two, I need Han. I'm going to have Han and Leia solo on an adventure in the undercity and Alana or something. Some, some sort of, or she author two knows that that's supposed to be coming. And doesn't know how, they want it done. And so you end up with this disconnect where, like, only one of the prongs gets plugged in in between books. And so we got to backtrack them out of the Undercity without talking about it. They just leave there and they're gone to Ossus. Yeah. And then we bring everybody that we need back here, right? We we bring 30 Jedi Knights with us. One of them is Basil Warve. Mm-hmm. Alana has stowed away aboard the Millennium Falcon. Now everybody that we actually needed is all here in the Coruscant, Undercity. And it's, man... The last series I felt had less of these—I don't want to call them failings, but they are—between cohesiveness of yeah. between the books. Like there's just a lot of stutter stepping or backtracking or just completely ignoring things. I mean, it did happen in the other series. There was a little kid that Ben rescued on Zyost, and that was just gone <laughs> and gone, dropped it. her off and never
1: thought of her again at yeah, some random planet.
0: Anyways. Everybody's back in the Coruscant Undercity. The Millennium Falcon pulls into a secret entrance to the Jedi Temple. And down here, of course, it's all you know, full of nature and very Yuzhan vong It's all coral. Yeah, and your coral everywhere. It's so thick. And and... It's dangerous, right? But this is the Jedi rendezvous point. And Admiral Poatu's here and tons of Jedi like Sabo. Here she comes. <laughs> comes right over to find Leia as soon as she walks down, right? Uh, the, the whole secret about the secret lair. Comes out.
1: Hey, by the way, everyone knows. And Saba is shocked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she thought she was doing a good job of hiding it. No, you, no, you are not. Yeah. <laughs> Even Han says, like, four bearables, two <laughs> two boys and two girls go missing for months. And you lie to everyone and say that you sent them on a secret mission. We all know you would never circumvent the authority of the Jedi Council like that. So we figured they're boning.
1: Yep. Or, or they, they've or off. Sp- Spraying eggs. What, eggs. whatever, Whatever happens. Laying and spraying. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that sounds
0: like a mess. But, but yeah, yeah, well, that's why you do it in the basement. The secret is out. <laughs> and Leia is amazed. Because Alana is the one who steps forward. She, she steps right into Saba 17's deadly lizard gaze. And she stands her down. And she had gained the trust of the bearables in the basement. And she gained Saba's trust here. Like yeah she's like a strong-willed level-headed little force of nature
1: at nine years old she's amazing and she's a lot better at keeping keeping secrets or hiding what she was doing because everyone's like how did she do that how did like all of them
0: and the funny uh, leia doesn't seem to dwell on this but she has the thought of in order for Alana have to have gotten this inform to have gotten out of there with mm-hmm. this information from the bearables, she must have traded something equally as valuable information wise. Thought over. Yeah. Not obviously her secret identity, the only thing that matters at all. No. Didn't cross your mind. Nope. But yeah, she did trade some information. So as we're talking about this secret babies in the basement, this secret is out? That's not what we're talking about. That's the the context for the subtext. The subtext is, your secret is out. Yeah. You don't know it yet, Leia and Alana, but your secret is out. You told the bearables. The Stara knows. Luke knows. Ben knows. Jaina knows. Well, I mean, not about the secret identity specifically, but the Jedi Queen thing. Yeah. The White Throne thing. And the identity. Your secret is also leaking out no matter how good of a job you think you're doing hiding it mm-hmm. oh the Hapen queen's daughter went missing and han and, La- uh, and leia solo suddenly have an adopted daughter that <laughs> looks just like her you know what i'm saying yeah. As good of a job you think you're doing covering up you're not and i didn't realize that till just now but that's actually what's happening in this scene we're getting subconsciously primed to give that secret up yeah yeah
1: And it's kind of a scary thought. It's about to explode onto the scene for sure. Just like the babies in the basement.
0: Yep. So the question comes up. Hey, fellow Jedi, how goes the mission? (laughs) And Saba in her, and her, God, love it. I love her. In her special way, just no fluff, Mm -hmm. lays it right out. Quote, bad. (laughs) Her, Her one word answer at first is Bad. She says, we lost 10 knights. Yeah, 10 Jedi knights died in that ambush that we talked about last week or the week before. That's bad? It doesn't I under- seem terrible. I understand you don't have that many. But yeah, in terms of how many you lost versus how many it seemed like they killed. They killed like dozens of Sith, did they not? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you only lost 10? I guess the real problem is that. Since the shield is still up on the temple, Mm -hmm. they lost those ten, but there's only six Jedi left.
1: Which they don't include Vistara in this No, in this counting of Jedi. Which is interesting. Or even allies in there. They just completely omit her name.
0: And is that another subtle hint for us, right? The characters that we trust are not... Hinting at her being a reliable asset or ally, right?
1: Yeah, or they'll...
0: which we know she's not. That secret's gonna come out too. Secret secrets yeah. are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. To quote the stripper from the office, <laughs> okay? But seriously, like all the secrets are coming yeah. out. They better. It's book nine. Last and book. And
1: the last time they saw her, she was captured. Yeah. Or at least close to being captured. Yeah. So we've only got six Jedi left in the temple. That's a good point, right? She's yeah. Captured. They they may think she's dead already. We've got Corin. Valen,
0: Gisella, Luke, Ben, Jaina mm-hmm. versus 4,000 Sith. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's pretty bad that you lost 10 and you can't get the shield down to get the other hundred in here, mm-hmm. right? But man, these, uh, these Sith numbers sure move a lot, eh? Yeah. They got a real weird record keeping system. We went from at one point 10 to one to five to one to now a thousand to one.
1: Inside yeah. the temple, everybody else is locked. Uh, yeah. yeah, everybody else is outside. But man,
0: the, the, the odds keep getting stacked higher and higher against the Jedi every time we've recount these numbers.
1: And if if you look at how many people were there and how yeah. many people like the Jedi have, if they get in there, five to one odds, this isn't bad. I know. They, they, they killed so many. I know.
0: It seemed like they did a pretty good job that time.
1: And they had apparently 16 Jedi in there. Success. Yeah. Well...
0: According to Saba, bad. Chapter 18. Vistara is on the run through the Yorick Coral Undercity. Everyone's down in the Undercity. She's down there wondering why she's so special. Running for her life. Why, have the, why do the Sith want her so badly? She's just one girl. They've sent 20 warriors and a Sith Lord after her. A High Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's...
1: Gotta be enough, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they want to wa- capture her too. They're not trying yeah, to kill her. She
0: says, quote, a huge effort to capture her. That's what she calls this number of pursuers. Why? Why, Tim? I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. know why either. What like she killed a bunch of important people. Yeah. But other than that, why do you want to capture her? Because she seems to have been adopted by the Jedi and you want to turn her into a triple double agent or some kind of thing or whatever.
1: Yeah. Or something or Abloh saying, Hey, they need it and they're under her control or yeah. cause everything that Vistara said is I'm dead as mm-hmm. soon as they get me.
0: Which is not wrong yeah. until this point when all of a sudden it's time to capture her. So like we've kind of betrayed that promise all along because mm-hmm. we've been saying that for books. If they ever find me, they're gonna blast my head off before I get a chance to do anything. Well, now they're chasing her all through the on Undercity, forever and ever and ever, to try and capture her, all the way to this door.
1: Yeah, some sort of sealed hatch, right? The secret entrance that they set up. But
0: imagine this: she's in the Undercity, mm-hmm. just like everyone else. Isn't that strange?
1: That's a good place all, to be. All these characters
0: just showing up here at the same time. She on her way down to this door, passes. Uh, what, is, what does she call it? She spots an abaloth cocoon. Mm-hmm. i uh, I've I've seen this cocoon back on her home planet, right? Remember yes. she had them on the walls, whatever the desiccated bodies that whatever looked exactly like this. So, finally, someone knows that Abloth is here. Someone on team good guy. Mhm. And boy is she ever on the edge of the team. Yeah. Right? And which makes it more interesting of a character to give this information to. She knows Abloth's here now. They everyone else just thinks it's we're here to beat the Sith out. We got to get him out of our temple. They're sleeping in our beds. Get out of here. Right? But, like, no. Nah. That ain't it, bro. Vistara has found another piece of information. Abloth's here, but she just stuffs that in the back of her mind when she comes to this door and this control panel where her pursuers corner her and invite her to come and meet the new Grand Lord. And she doesn't make the connection there that that's Abloth. No. Right? I don't even know if they know that it's Abloth. Yeah, they may not. But she, uh, she rejects their kind invitation. And she tricks him. She says, I'm on a mission. Listen, I know it looks like I betrayed everyone. But I've actually, this entire time, been on a secret mission from High Lord sarusu Talon that he gave me all the way back in the beginning of the series. When we first mm-hmm. discovered the identity of the Jedi Queen in the pool of knowledge on planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of it right now if it even had a name. But (laughs) what a a tricky little lie. Mm -hmm. Everyone who could prove this information is dead. Oh, and I killed them. But I'm on a secret mission because I know the identity of the Jedi Queen. And the Sith say, okay, prove it. And she says, Alana Solo. And she says... Daughter of Jason and Tenel Ka, She's not really Han. She puts all of the information out there. Names the child and says she's the Jedi queen. What just happened in the last chapter where we got primed for secrets being Mm -hmm. blown to bits. Yeah. Vistara has all of the critical tipping point of the seesaw information. She knows Abeloth is here. She knows that she killed. uh, Who did she kill? Not Nalani. Not Not
1: 201.
0: Natua Wan, mm-hmm. she knows that Ab Avalos is here. Did I already say that one? You she, said that. She that was knows number the one. identity of the Jedi Queen. She's got the three like crucial pieces of information to all the plots, and she is the character who's in a Venn diagram directly in the middle of the war yes. of these two sides. Fascinating.
1: Yeah, and the Sith were interesting most, way to put that character. They mind. were most interested in that the Jedi Queen mm-hmm. was the daughter of a Sith Lord in yeah. Jason or Kitus.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not just, you know, she's not just a a Jedi. She is also right in the middle of that Venn diagram, Mm -hmm. which she's not morally, but, you know, in terms of uh, parentage, Yeah. yeah, she is. So the Sith say, okay, I believe you. Vistara had typed in an override command code, emergency, open up this secret door. It's a Jedi door. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> secret entrance to the Jedi temple. She's waiting for the door to open while she's con- uh, convincing her pursuers not to kill her and that she's on the secret mission. And then, as she can, she tells him this information, the lady in front of her grabs a grenade and pulls the pin off. And she says, prove it. As the door opens behind Vistara <laughs> into that same hangar we just left where Han and Leia brought the Millennium Falcon with Alana and she's walking down the ramp while yep. Vistara is holding a grenade in her hand. Time to prove what side you're on. Yeah. How do you make this impossible choice if you're Vistara? Yep. How do you, A, kill a child? B, Betray Ben Skywalker again in a, in
1: another the worst way yeah, possible. Yeah, and the like killing family and all of that that would and we're getting to the end of this chapter. And as she's getting handed this grenade, yeah. I I was like, okay, what are her options yeah, here? For real
0: right? <laughs> like what? How how are you gonna get yourself out of this corner that you backed into? You know, she's well aware of how trading this information is already a major betrayal of Ben Skywalker and his family. But now you have the grenade in your hand and murderers at your back. Yep. What do you do? Chapter 19. That grenade ends up flying across the room. Mhm. It doesn't make its way to the boarding ramp where Alana and Barv are descending with Leia, but instead over to the cockpit. Where Han Solo sees did he see it coming or I don't know. I think so. I think he saw it coming at the last second. He's like, R2, go. go oh, right. He's like, go, go. And he gets cut off by an explosion. Yeah.
1: And he's like diving towards the hallway that leads yeah. back.
0: And so everyone outside of the Falcon haunt.
1: No. Oh my God. Justin, get it together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Leia, Alana, and barv outside the Falcon see the cockpit explode. And yeah. obviously assume the worst, right? Oh, uh, Leia and barv take. Protector duties over Alana as the Sith are spotted at the opening of the doorway and blaster bolts start flying. They're swinging lightsabers deflecting him away. It's quite a bit of madness in the secret entrance to the Jedi temple here that apparently nobody knew about, but now everybody has found. Mm-hmm. And the best part being Alana and barv doing their very best rocket and Groot impersonation. Yeah. I don't know if you picked up on that, but I that's did. what I put together. Yeah. She's like, they pract, they have, they like look at each other in this moment of chaos, and the action's about to pick up. And she's like trying to grab his giant rifle off his yeah. pants, and Leia's like, "Uh oh, she shouldn't have done that." Look, he's like, "Can you get it?" She gets the big gun, she climbs on his back, pins herself there with the force. She's shooting a, a machine gun over his shoulder while he's she, swinging the lightsaber, and she is dropping Sith. So fast? So fast that Leia thinks to herself, Taryn must have taught her to shoot because she is
1: an executioner. Yeah.
0: Shooting people in the neck,
1: dude. Yeah, and then she burn holes in the necks. And then they're protecting that so they she shoots them so like in like the leg or whatever, so they drop so they open up their defenses. Yeah, man.
0: She's, She's she's well trained and she's like she is, as a character, she's like the quintessential wonder kid.
1: Yeah, the Vundakin. The Vundakin. Right? Yes,
0: that's what she is. She's mm-hmm. the special kid in the story, and so that's how and why it's so easy to love her and root for her, despite having aged five years and two. <laughs> stress, right? Yeah, <laughs> stress of being yeah, a kid. Yeah, it'll though. age you. Um. Oh man, but she is so fun, and in these action scenes, I, I kind of have zero, zero concern that she's gonna die yeah (laughs) you know i think everyone you know everyone around her is in big trouble but she's probably gonna be all right because she's nine years old and if you kill her i'm gonna be sad Mm -hmm. so probably don't but they're doing their rocket and groot thing there's like a dozen sith that have been chasing Vistara that are left now han ends up saving the day by being alive yeah he makes his way down to one of the turrets on the bottom he starts shooting the sith with the guns on the falcon giving momentary relief but making himself the target of the Sith attack. And Alana has a shocking comment. As she, Leia, and Barver are watching the Sith make their way over the Falcon now from
1: across yeah, the hangar. He's, he's, yeah, because he's shooting out of them with ship cannons. They can't exactly deflect those guys. So they're guys. like, we're
0: going to go ahead and board that and kill the man shooting us, right? So they're making their way over there. And Leia's trying to get Alana to look away, run away, whatever. And Alana says, you're just afraid I'll see Grandpa and Basil die. Alana finished. And I'm afraid I won't. That's so sad. Oh my God. It's so bad. It, ass, it though. She's yeah. such a warrior princess.
1: Yeah. She needs to see the sacrifices that people are she, making. Cause
0: she understands that they are. Yes. She understands that it, they're sacrificing themselves for her, which is something, you know, she's been born and raised and bred to understand mm-hmm. being the princess. Yeah. Right. People are going to die for you. They have already many, many, How many lay even says the veteran she's a veteran of how many assassination attempts this kid. Yeah. That we don't even know of before. Right. The whole, that's the whole thing about uh, being on hapes why they can never tell her, tell anybody who her father is Mm -hmm. because everybody's already trying to kill her all the time because she's going to be the new queen. And apparently she's going to be queen of everything important. So everyone (laughs) in the galaxy is trying to kill this kid now. (laughs) Yeah. she understands the sacrifices that everyone's making and Han escapes the Millennium Falcon. But we watch Basil warfs glorious hero death. Yeah. Where over the sequence of, uh, has to be minutes or maybe a, a couple of minutes in the scene, right? He, uh, the Falcon starts shooting and they all dive to the deck. He dives on like six lightsabers that the Sith are swinging at him. One guy puts one through his chest. Like this guy's a giant, Ramoan straight shark.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I didn't
0: realize he had tusks until some point in this. Scene. Yeah. But he's got the thick skin. He's got whatever big, big body, different density. So he's loses an arm. He's getting stabbed in the chest. He loses a chunk of his skull. He's being swarmed by Sith and destroyed by them, but he gets his glorious hero death because he's making a sacrifice mm-hmm. to save the Jedi queen.
1: Yeah, at one point, he's only being kept on his feet by the Force alone. Like, yeah. he's just... He's
0: pulling all of the Force into himself. To, yeah, that's what Le- Leia says. By any other normal standards, he would have been dead already. But he was using simply his will and the Force to keep mm-hmm. himself alive. Long enough for Alana Solo to escape. Yeah. And it might hurt now, but it'll save her the pain of watching him go crazy. Yeah. Which... Was my expectation all along. I thought that's that how that was I coming. thought he was going to hurt her feelings. She made a best friend. That was her protector. Yep. That's only going to end in sadness. Mm hmm. <laughs> but this was a a bit of a surprising way. I really honestly didn't think it would get to the point of a standoff where he fights a glorious Boromir's hero death.
1: Yeah. Right. Yep.
0: But it, he did. He didn't have the sad, go crazy ending. Yeah. He got the good guy ending because he's been the best guy all along. From the very beginning of the unit, all those kids mostly sucked. (laughs) Yaquil was a jerk. The horns are wieners to everyone else except for themselves. Yeah. And Basil Warp. Oh, there was another guy. (laughs) Basil Warp is the bomb. He's the big hearted, sweet guy. Like, you know, like he's like the big. The uh, gentle
1: giant kind of deal. Thank you.
0: Exactly. All these archetypes, right? Yeah. And she calls him her best friend ever. And I seriously fucking cried when I read that. It's this. I so was like, bad. Damn
1: it, man. I'm I'm right here and we're talking oh. about it. I'm like, no, right in the feels. Right in the fields. Damn. Damn. That was a good scene. Yeah.
0: That was a good scene and an awesome ending for that character. Yeah,
1: it of of the way to go, it's yeah. I feel so I would have been sadder if he went crazy and it would have been this is but this is the way to so go. So
0: interesting for Alana too. Like, mm-hmm. Her best friend just died. She ha- her actual friend. Yeah. Not her grandma and grandpa, not her aunt and uncle and cousins and stuff. A friend. Yeah. She doesn't get to have friends. Yeah. she her gets only moved one. around the galaxy every 15 and a half seconds for safety measures <laughs> until now where she gets moved across the galaxy every 15 and a half seconds to put her in danger. Yeah. But she just lost her best friend who's they, they had fun rocketing Groot combat tactics practice together. Yeah. That's her That's her best friend. It, her they, best friend ever.
1: They have they had so much time and they're so in sync. At one point, they're just like, Plan C? Yeah, sure, Plan C. And then they just charged. They knew yeah. what it meant. Yeah, they didn't know. Yeah. The two of them knew. And they just they had, went going.
0: Uh, they had a deeper and more special bond than, you know, even then we did see on the page. Mm-hmm. You know, we're given this the context that it goes deeper than that. All the times you don't see them where he's been babysitting her. Yeah. Her best friend ever. Mhm. Chapter 20. We talk about the upcoming imperial election. After all that action, <laughs> uh, after that heart-wrenching turn, after the harrowing escape, we go to a conference room to talk about politics. Yeah. And I'm like, someone better blow up in this room. There better be a bomb <laughs> under the table. Someone better be trying to kill Jag and Fell again. Because,
1: uh-huh. woof. Yeah, 100 down to 5. Jag yeah.
0: has a secret plan. And we jump so far ahead of ourselves in this secret plan that we start guessing that Abeloth is somewhere with Boba Fett. Okay. Because Pogorsky showed up. Working with Dalla. We don't know that that's Abeloth. No. We do know Abeloth was here. And so she is working with Dalla. And you know who else is working with Dala? A 1, thousand hundred billion people in the Empire. But also Boba Fett. So let's follow that thread. Yeah. For whatever reason. This is so out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Boba Fett helped Dalla escape. So he's got to know where Abeloth is.
0: So Abeloth must be with him. Yeah. Is like literally the phrasing of it. Not he might be a lead or it's a it's a it's a track to follow and follow up on. It's no, it's an answer. It's a definite answer. Mm-hmm. And Jaggedfell doesn't seem like the type of guy to assume these sort of things. So I'm gonna assume there's more to this secret plan. It... There's a there's a different goal to finding Boba Fett than just trying to find Avaloth. Yeah, because uh, otherwise. If I, if I believe that all of a sudden everybody just thinks I've lost following Boba Fett, I'm going to be pissed off because it doesn't make any sense. And it hasn't been set up at all through the books. Mm-hmm. A connection between those two characters at all. So why would you draw one here now if you're these people in this room? Yeah. So okay. I'm going to assume...
1: There's a secondary It's another reason.
0: one of those man-doesn't-tell-everybody-the-secret plan thing. Right? Yeah.
1: Maybe Tahiri got a little bit of... Or gets a little bit of background as to why... Maybe if she's not there, maybe he can get the Mandos to help us. I don't know.
0: I don't know. But we're going to go find him. He's gone to where all those nanovirus scientists are hiding.
1: So That's the second time that's been brought up in the series.
0: Hey, Tahiri. Here's your lightsaber. Here's a giant Imperial ship.
1: And a Stealth X.
0: Go after Boba Fett and blast Abeloth to Atom's. And you'll have earned your imperial pardon. <laughs> is the other part of the thing. You know what I do like about this scene though? And the part that makes me even more suspicious that there's some sort of ulterior goal here is that Jagged Fell does tell everyone the secret plan. hmm They break it down step by step in a God, in the in the most just pretentious hoity-toity, holding yourself over other people's intelligence way possible. Yeah. Where Jag is like, you guys haven't figured out the secret plan? Tahiri, go ahead and tell them. And then she's like, this and this. And he's like, yep. Oh, you didn't figure out the other thing? You're going to run for president of the empire, guy, to split the military vote so Dala can't win. They're rigging the
1: election. Yes, they are.
0: (laughs) Democracy, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) 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 All right. But the important takeaway from this scene is, Is that Tahiri is now going to hunt Boba Fett. Yes. Why? I don't really know. But at least they have been connected already in the story. Mm -hmm. How did she
1: escape prison? Riding Dallas coattails.
0: (laughs) On the back of Boba Fett's heels. Yeah. Literally riding on the back of the motorcycle that they escaped on. So... At least that's tied together, but why they think Abeloth is with him is beyond me, man. Yeah. I can't put that together, but you know what, Tahiri? All right. Happy hunting. You know, a weird, surprising, and albeit fun left turn. Mm. You know, I'm glad that Boba Fett's coming back into the story. We kind of just figured he was done. Yeah, And I really didn't expect Abeloth to be tied to him somehow. Not at all. But I like the Tahiri follow-up. Let's get her and him to have an interaction after he accidentally broke her out of jail.
1: <laughs> and I've always liked Tahiri. So yep. the fact that the she gets harder. a chance at redemption for what she's done. It's been
0: her whole arc, this whole yeah. thing.
1: I right? think now she actually has a chance to do it. Yep. I, She might be the character that we lose.
0: <laughs> Damn. Will it go well? Find out next week When we cover Fate of the Jedi Book nine Apocalypse Chapters twenty one through twenty four
1: I'm Justin I'm Tim Hagamore I hope to hear you he loose.
0: Why did you do to me? That's uh, me. I'm here.
1: sorry. Wow. For any
0: comments and questions you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.